0: Let's read together 1st Samuel chapter 18. In this chapter, we have Jonathan's friendship with David and King Saul's increasing jealousy of David. Let's begin by reading the first 16 verses. 1st Samuel chapter 18, beginning at verse 1. Now, when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. So David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Now it happened as they were coming home when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistine that the women had come out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with musical instruments. So the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Then Saul was very angry, and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed only thousands. Now what more can he do but have the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. And it happened on the next day that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul. And he prophesied inside the house. So David played music with his hand as at other times. But there was a spear in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the spear for he said, I will pin David to the wall. But David escaped his presence twice. Now Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from his presence, and made him his captain over a thousand, and he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. And therefore when Saul saw that he behaved very wisely, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, because he went out and came in before them. Let's begin our study of this chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 18, with some background notes. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, we had the account of David's great victory over Goliath and the resulting victory of Israel over the Philistines. As a result of David's courageous victory over Goliath, we read in verse 5 of chapter 18 that Saul set him over the men of war. I wonder how David's brothers who were in the army, felt about this. How would you like to have your kid brother outranking you and giving you commands? Another result of David's great victory over Goliath was that he became very popular and a hero in Israel. We read in verses 6 and 7 that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing, and they sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Well, that state of affairs did not sit very well with King Saul, as you can imagine. And Saul became very jealous of David. In fact, we read in verses 10 and 11 that Saul tried to kill David twice with his spear, but David escaped. The occasion was when David was again playing his harp before King Saul. Remember, young David had become Saul's harp player back in chapter 16, and he played for King Saul when the evil spirit troubled him. Well, David still had his job as royal harp player at this point, And we read in verse 10 that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul and Saul prophesied inside the house. Remember, God did not make this spirit evil, but God allowed this fallen spirit to trouble Saul because Saul had turned away from the Lord. Notice, by the way, how evil spirits can be the source of prophecies that are not from God. In his anger and fit of rage, Saul hurled his spear at David, but David escaped twice. Now, I've been to the excavated palace fortress of King Saul at Gibeah, and there are no huge rooms there. So either Saul had bad aim or David was very agile, probably a combination of both. Well, so much for background. Let's move now to our doctrinal teaching points for 1 Samuel chapter 18. Doctrinal point number one. There will always be people who honor the Lord's servants. There will always be people who honor the Lord's servants. Verse one, once again. The soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Jonathan honored David. Jonathan, remember, was also a courageous warrior, as we saw back in chapter 14. But Jonathan was not jealous of David. Jonathan was older than David, but he did not look down on him. He helped David and honored David. As the son of King Saul, Jonathan was in line for the throne. But he recognized that David was to be the next king of Israel, and yet he showed no jealousy. The fact that Jonathan gave David, here in verse 4, his robe with his armor, even his sword and bow and belt, seems to be an indication that Jonathan recognized that David would be the next king. And look over at chapter 23 and verse 17. And Jonathan said to David, You shall be the king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. 1 Samuel 23, verse 17. Now, we'll see that Jonathan's respect and help and loyalty and honor of David continues right till the day of Jonathan's death. What a great example we have in Jonathan of a believer who is sensitive to God's choices and respects and helps and honors those whom the Lord has specifically called and raised up to be shepherds and leaders of God's people. We need more Jonathans. Would you agree? Without the Jonathans, the Davids have a much more difficult task of serving the Lord and leading God's people. Praise the Lord that when God raises up the Davids to lead his people, he also has a few Jonathans around. There will always be people who honor the Lord's servants. Doctrine point number two. There will always be people who are jealous of the Lord's servants. There will always be people who are jealous of the Lord's servants. Verses 17 through 30. Then Saul said to David, here is my older daughter, Merib. I will give her to you as a wife. Only be valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, let my hand not be against him, but let the hand of the Philistines be against him. So David said to Saul, who am I? And what is my life or my father's family in Israel that I should be son-in-law to the king? But it happened at the time when Merib, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David that she was given to Adriel, the Meholothite, as a wife. Now, Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David. And they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. So Saul said, I will give her to him, that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore, Saul said to David a second time, you shall be my son-in-law today. And Saul commanded his servants, communicate with David secretly and say, Look, the king has delight in you, and all his servants love you. Now therefore become the king's son-in-law. So Saul's servants spoke those words in the hearing of David. And David said, Does it seem to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law, seeing I am a poor and lightly esteemed man? And the servants of Saul told him, saying, In this manner David spoke. Then Saul said, Thus you shall say to David, The king does not desire any dowry, but one hundred foreskins of the Philistines to take vengeance on the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. So when his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to become the king's son-in-law. Now the days had not expired. Therefore David arose and went, he and his men, and killed two hundred men of the Philistines. And David brought their foreskins and gave them in full count to the king that he might become the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave him Michael, his daughter, as a wife. Thus Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was still more afraid of David. So Saul became David's enemy continually. Then the princes of the Philistines went out to war. And so it was, whenever they went out, that David behaved more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name became highly esteemed. You can be sure that the more God expands your ministry and enlarges your sphere of influence and blessing, the more you will experience and realize that some folks are jealous of you and they will not support you and may even turn against you. Now, we expect this in the secular world, and it happens all the time. But unfortunately, it happens within the church as well. This is certainly illustrated in Saul's Jealousy of David. Notice how jealousy operates and goes from bad to worse. Jealousy sees others as a threat. In verses 8 and 9, Saul said, Now what more can David have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. Jealousy cannot stand seeing the blessing of God on others. Verse 12. Now Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. And Saul even tried to kill David twice with his spear. Jealousy does not keep promises. Not only did Saul demote David in rank from being a general, verse 5, to only a commander of a thousand, verse 13, but he also did not give David his daughter Merib as wife as he had promised. Now, when Saul finally gave his daughter, Michael, to David because she loved David, Saul was hoping that she would become a snare to David. Furthermore, Saul demanded 104 skins of the Philistines as a dowry, hoping that David would get killed in the process. Well, David doubled this gross dowry, and this made Saul even more jealous and afraid of David. Verse 29, and Saul was still more afraid of David. So Saul became David's enemy continually. And we know from the rest of the story that Saul's insane jealousy forced David to flee for his life. And until Saul was removed by God himself, David had to be on the run. It's so sad because it could have been so different. And the blessing of God could have been so much more on the nation of Israel. And you know, the same is true today. Jealousy is a deadly sin. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 says, Love is not jealous. But too often this sin is ignored. And as a result, jealousy destroys friendships, destroys fellowships, and destroys churches. Unfortunately, there will always be people who are jealous of the Lord's servants. Now, what about practical application? Don't miss the spiritual picture of Jonathan's love for David. Don't miss the spiritual picture of Jonathan's love for David. Now, this is really a doctrinal point made practical, isn't it? That there is a spiritual picture or type is doctrinal. Don't miss it is practical. David, as you know, is a spiritual picture of Christ in many ways. Before his enthronement, David is a type of Christ at the present time during his time of rejection. David was the anointed king, but not yet enthroned as king. And he was rejected by the establishment of King Saul. What a picture of our Lord at the present time. But Jonathan loved David and was devoted to David and was loyal to David and honored David and recognized David as the rightful king. Jonathan is a spiritual picture of the committed Christian who shows love and devotion to the Lord at all costs, as we'll see. Now, let me ask you, are you a Jonathan? Don't miss the spiritual picture of Jonathan's love for David.